With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Chapter 10 of Billy Bradley and Her Classmates. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Billy Bradley and Her Classmates by Janet D. Wheeler. The Cave. The next minute, Billy was sorry for what she had said. Teddy's face clouded over, and he looked at her unhappily. "'You ought to know that I didn't get you into this on purpose,' he muttered. "'Oh, Teddy, dear, I didn't mean it. You know I didn't,' she stammered, trying hard to control the chattering of her teeth. "'I'm a bad, mean, horrid girl. Truly, I didn't mean it and she put her cold little hand penitently over his great big one. "'I know you didn't,' said Teddy, his face clearing instantly. "'You're cold and tired and all upset. Poor little kid. I wish I could do all the feeling.' "'Well, I'm glad you can't,' said Billy, snuggling up close to him for warmth. "'For you have trouble enough of your own.' "'Teddy!' she drew up suddenly and stared at an object that caught her eye. "'What is that thing over there that looks like a tangle of twigs and leaves?' "'No, not that way. Over there, to the left.' Teddy followed the direction of her pointing finger, and his face lighted up with excitement. The tangle of twigs and branches, as Billy had described it, was close to the side of the fifteen-foot precipice over which he and Billy had plunged a little while before. The fact that the branches were not covered with snow certainly looked as if they had been put there rather recently, in a crude effort to hide the entrance to something, perhaps a cave. "'That's worth having a look at,' he said, jerking the sled up to him and tightening his hold on Billy's arm. "'Can you make it, Billy? The snow seems to be deeper over this way.' "'Oh, I can make it all right,' answered Billy, stoutly, as she clenched her teeth and shut her eyes, and floundered on through the clinging snow." "'I guess I've got to make it,' she added to herself. They had almost reached their goal when suddenly they stepped into a hole hidden by the snow and sank down in the icy whiteness until Billy was almost up to her neck. "'Gosh!' cried Teddy, as he struggled out to higher ground, pulling his thoroughly frightened companion after him. "'I hope there aren't many more places like that around here. We'll make it all right, Billy. Say, you're not crying, are you?' He broke off with a boy's utter terror of tears as Billy dug two mittened and numbed hands into her smarting eyes. "'No, I'm not crying,' she answered, giving him a rather watery smile. "'I'm laughing. Can't you see I am?' 
poor little kid said teddy for the second time that afternoon and the sympathy in his voice pretty nearly did send billy into a downpour of tears she was so thoroughly miserable that it was all she could do to keep from wailing her grief aloud but teddy had put one big protecting arm around her now and was half carrying her over to that strange object that looked so dark against the gleaming bank of snow then he let billy go and while she shivered by herself he laid hold of the branches and pulled with all his might oh look out called billy there might be a bomb or something at the other end oh the queer doorway gave so easily before the boy's strength that he was sent staggering back against the snowdrift and sat down in it most uncomfortably the next minute he was up again had swept the branches and twigs aside and was examining the exposed opening with all a boy's eager curiosity billy peered eagerly over his shoulder what is it she asked breathlessly it's what i thought it was a cave answered teddy joyfully come inside billy it will get you out of the wind anyway and give you a chance to warm up he had put an arm about her again and was pushing her forward with his usual impetuosity but billy hung back we don't know what's in there she protested but teddy refused to listen to her we don't know and we don't care he informed her masterfully adding as she still hung back we'll freeze to death out there anyway but ted suppose some wild animal should be in there you know the bears hide in hollow trees and caves bears sleep most of the winter besides i don't think there are any bears around here but there might be a a fox or a wildcat i'll take a chance on that you must remember the average wild beast will get out of your way if you give it half a chance come on as i said before if you stay out here in this icy wind you'll surely freeze to death this argument appealed to her and with a shivering look over her shoulder at the desert of whiteness behind she stepped gingerly into the blackness of the cave then with a little nervous giggle she ran back again got behind teddy and pushed him before her gentlemen first she said anyway you're bigger than i am ted so teddy feeling as important as a boy always feels when he is protecting a girl that he likes walked boldly into the cave stretching a hand behind him for billy to cling to come on it's all right he assured her you'll get used to the darkness in a minute the snow blinds you ouch what was that billy gave a little choked scream and would have run out into the open again had not teddy's grip on her hand prevented don't get scared the boy said and bent over to examine whatever it was he had stubbed his toe against i didn't mean to yell like that but gosh that thing did give my toe an awful wallop i say look at this and he held up an object that shone wanly white against the blackness of the cave billy whose eyes had become a little accustomed to the darkness saw that what teddy held looked like an old broken water pitcher a pitcher she said adding disgustedly and that was what i was afraid of at the entrance this queer hole in the mountain had been so low that the two had been forced to stoop down to avoid knocking their heads on the roof of it but now as they felt their way cautiously they found to their surprise that they could stand upright the walls also seemed to have widened out 
and they realized, with a thrill of excitement, that they were in a real cave dug into the side of the mountain. In here it was darker than it had been at the entrance, and they had to feel their way about cautiously to avoid colliding with each other or the walls of the cave. It was surprisingly warm and snug in there also, for the thick snow wrapped them in the warmest and fleeciest of blankets, and the only place for old Jack Frost to come in was the narrow entrance of the cave. And, once assured that the owner of the cave, whether man or animal, was at that moment not at home, Billy began to feel a sense of exquisite comfort. Her teeth had ceased to chatter, they were safe from the bitter north wind, and she had Teddy to take care of her. What more could any girl want? As for Teddy, he had evidently found something over in one corner of the cave that interested him immensely. He had stumbled by accident over what seemed to be a pile of old junk, and now he was down on his hands and knees, trying to satisfy his curiosity by the sense of touch. "'Now aren't I the idiot?' he exclaimed suddenly, and Billy started at the sudden sound of his voice in the darkness. "'Here I go, feeling around like a blind man, when I have some perfectly good matches in my pocket. Come on over, Billy, and see what I've found.' Guided by the flare of a match, Billy made her way across the cave and kneeled down beside the boy. Then they both stared in utter amazement at what they saw. Heaped up carelessly in the corner was a mass of so many and such queerly assorted articles that it is no wonder the boy and girl were puzzled. There was an old alarm clock, rusty with age and disuse, a mirror, several gaudy articles of jewelry that looked as if they might have been found in ten-cent prize packages, a telephone receiver, a broken fishing rod that stood lamely against the wall, as though ashamed of its own decrepit state, a sawdust doll, an empty tin can that evidently had once contained bait, a talcum powder box full of scented violet talc. Billy smelled it, and, but it would take too long to name all the strange things that Billy and Teddy found there in the corner of the funny little cave. Teddy, murmured Billy as the boy's match burned out and he struck another one. What do you think these things are for? Who do you suppose owns them? How should I know? asked Teddy, getting to his feet and looking eagerly about the place, illumined fitfully by the flare of the match. Somebody comes here often, that's a sure thing. And judging by those things, he waved toward the conglomeration of junk in the corner. He must be pretty simple. Oh, Teddy, breathed Billy, moving closer to him. Suppose he should come and find us here. Teddy looked down at her with a grin. Why worry, he asked. Haven't you got your Uncle Ted? He had scarcely spoken when there came a terrifying sound. It was a snarl of rage, half animal, half human. The half-burned match dropped from Teddy's fingers. They were in the dark. End of chapter 10, read by Nancy Cochran Gergen, Gilbert, Arizona, December 10, 2022.